Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am doing well. So I just this last weekend, I went to the craft and commerce conference that ConvertKit puts on. It was awesome. Just to go into it just briefly, it was great because I, I got to meet a lot of people that I knew that I know online and I hadn't seen face to face before, including Sean Blanc, who like we were blogging at the same time, like 15 or 18 or something years ago. And so we've like known each other online, but never face to face. So it was really awesome to get to meet him. And I met like a ton of other people that I know online and were at the conference. So it was I had a, I had a great time there. And I've learned a whole bunch as well. And maybe we'll dig into that a little bit. But uh, how about you? How was your week? My week was not as exciting as that. <laughs> I had a pretty bad week, actually. So Llama Life's two people at the moment. And we hired a third person to help with customer service because we were just getting so many emails. And mm-hmm. they're not even necessarily like product emails. Some of them are just like thank you emails for making this product. You know, we, we're trying to get ahead of things because we're going to release a mobile app soon we're only just starting to work on it but we can we can already see that once that comes out we're going to get a lot more emails so we're trying to get ahead of that mm-hmm. we hired someone to help with that she'd been with us two weeks and she actually resigned this week <laughs> this just happened yesterday so it's still pretty fresh look there's no hard feelings toward this person if it's not the right fit it's not the right fit so it's, it's better to find that out after two weeks rather than like two exactly. or four or six months and then yeah. feel like a complete waste of everybody's time. I 100% agree. Um, I guess it's just, it's still hard on a small team because when you're two people, you have to do so many different roles and, and hiring is the hardest thing we've done. So people always talk about, oh, we're doing dev and marketing super hard, but hiring is way harder than marketing mm. because it takes so much time to you know put together a job description, interview people, do a test with them if you need to. Like if it's a dev, you might do a test. And for this role, we did a writing test, just trying to make sure there's culture fit. And then there's all the admin and overhead that goes with it, setting up laptops, sending a laptop if they're remote, setting them up on all the different systems that we use like Slack and Notion and our accounting system and even stuff like getting insurance. So Mm. when you have a, a company and you have employees, you need to get workers insurance. I don't know what it's called in the States, but in Australia, it's called work cover. So you need to get that as well and do all sorts of things to figure out how much to pay. So there's a lot of overhead and yeah, and a lot of training and onboarding. So when you're doing all that stuff as a team or two, you can't do other things. Like it's, it takes away from other things as well. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, from that perspective, the time and the effort put in, it was kind of disappointing, but at the same time, like you said, better to find out now. And if it's not the right fit, then it's not the right fit. (laughs) Right. But, so what's yeah. so what's the plan from here? Are you going to replace that position right away or kind of reevaluate? We're going to pause for a little bit and reevaluate just because it's been such a time suck mm-hmm. to do all of that stuff. We need a little bit of a break. And this is the other thing because it's a small team, two people. You can't just keep doing this indefinitely, right? Like ideally you find someone that sticks, but we've had a couple of cases where it hasn't. And that's that puts a... I think we just need a break from that. <laughs> right. Yeah, we actually do have someone starting new next week. Different role though. So we just need to focus on that going forward. Yeah, but I, it's not entirely wasted because we learned a lot from the process. We always learn stuff and we've kind of, I actually think we did everything we could. There weren't like massive red flags or anything. It's just this person changed their mind about the fit. Mm. It's just very hard to see that 
coming. I kind of played it all back in, in, you know, all of yesterday was going through my head and I don't think we would have done anything different. Like I think we, we did what we could. So the only thing we can do now is just move on and, <laughs> right. you know, look forward and try and focus on going forward. But we will take a bit of a break on that role, I think, and maybe pick it up again later. Gotcha. But it was very hard. Like it's just um, that happened yesterday, but I think all of last week we were spending a lot of time just, just doing that, getting this person set up. Right, right. <laughs> Didn't get to do a lot of other stuff. We are working on this feature. I can't remember if I mentioned it last time doing random emojis. Did I mention that? Oh, that's right. No, I don't think we mentioned it on the on the episode. Yeah, it's quite fun. It's another fun feature. Uh, we do have some really functional features coming up too, but this was another fun one. So basically you have your task list and then you hit a button and it'll just, it'll basically look at the task that you have and it will, it will try and find an emoji to match it. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then it just like click it, you click one button and the whole list just gets like really cool emoji. That's fun for me, but um, <laughs> that, that should come out next week. I think I might try and just finish it on the weekend because I um, haven't had much time to work on it. But Nice. I, I find that I end up doing that a lot of the time also when I'm using like some sort of task app, like coming up with a little emoji. It just feels like a nice little identifier for yeah. it. And like you said, it just makes it a little bit more fun. And for me, anytime I can make uh, tasks that I have to do, make them a little bit more fun, I am all about that. <laughs> It actually fits. Um, so you you came up with this, and we kind of expanded on it. So you came up with this thing in one of your videos on ADHD, mm -hmm. and you talked about three factors for someone with ADHD to help them be productive. I think it was the quick version. So it's the the four the four C's of motivation, which is captivate, create, compete, complete. That's what you're referring to, right? Yes, that's. The, I think that's the one I'm referring to. But then we put another spin on it, which was like motivation, accountability, and dopamine. And I can't remember if you said that or if we just made that up based on what we heard in your video. I think I do talk about that as well. And you're talking about the toxic productivity video. Yes, yes, yes. And we can link it. It's a really good video. And actually, that's the first video I saw of you. <laughs> Is that how we met? I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was remember. one of the first things I saw of you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy knows his stuff. I was like, this guy, <laughs> I want to meet this guy because he knows exactly what he's talking about. And I really like the tone of that video, but mm -hmm. yeah. So Thanks. from that, from your, from your three C's or four C's, we kind of were like, well, there's motivation, ac accountability, and dopamine. These are the three big areas that someone with ADHD needs to figure out, like, how do I get mm. these things um, in order to be productive? So we, we always think about that when we're building features for Llama Life. We're like, does this feature fit into one of these categories? Like, motivation, accountability, dopamine. And now we've just got an acronym for it. So we just go like it's MAD, M-A-D. Does it fit one of these things? And then we added an E on the end, which is um, efficiency because some mm. people use our product and they don't have ADHD and they just want to be more efficient with their day. So right. we're like M-A-D-E, MADE. is like any feature we do, does it fit in one of these buckets? Because if it doesn't, we need to really think like, is it something we need to add? Because... It's not really part of our focus right now, like the product's focus. Right. But anyway, this emoji feature fit into the dopamine category. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because when you hit the button, the whole thing looks nice. It's got the, all the right emojis and we're like, yes, that feels fun and dopamine. So Nice. That's awesome. Anyway, that was my week. Yeah. What about you? You said you went to the craft and commerce and that sounded good. 
I almost went to the same thing last year. Like I remember seeing it get announced and it's in Boise, Idaho, which I, I always thought was Boise, like pronounced like a Z at the end, but it's very, it's, they say locals say Boise. So okay. don't say Boise or it sounds like you're from out of town. Um, anyway, it was at Boise and this time I said, okay, I'm going to go this year. I really want to go to it. And it's close enough that I could drive there. I'm always about the opportunity for a solo road trip. And so that's what I did. It was, I think it was supposed to be about an eight hour drive and it was closer to like maybe 10 or 11 hours. So it was definitely a long drive to get there, but I still like, I love a good road trip. So it just gives me time to be alone and to Mm -hmm. like, sometimes I'll listen to some podcasts. Sometimes I'll just put on some music and just sort of I don't know, contemplate the wonders of life um, or, or whatever. Yep. So I really enjoyed the driving there, but the conference itself was was great. Like I said, when I, I think I said this, when I went there, I didn't know anybody like for reals. Like, like there was no one I've ever met before in real life. And so I was a little bit nervous about that. Like, am I going to just like, I don't know, like I'm an introvert. I don't know if everyone knows that, but like I'm an introvert. And so if I'm in a crowd of people and I don't know anybody, like, I'm very likely to just sort of like hide out in the corner and then maybe just go disappear in my hotel room between sessions or something like that. (laughs) I also knew like if I did that, I would get a lot less out of the conference. Like Mm -hmm. I know like the biggest benefit I think of going to a conference is the meeting people and connecting and all of that sort of like group share and stuff like that that happens. And so luckily I... Quickly, I met up with uh, Mike Schmitz, who I'd been on their podcast, uh, mm-hmm. the Focus podcast, which was awesome. So I'd communicated some with him online and he reached out and said, hey, let's meet up. And then through that, met a bunch of other people, too, which was awesome. So I kind of had I kind of had a crew that I knew there so that anytime I saw any of them, I'm like, oh, good, I can go hang out. Mike Vardy was there. I met him. He was a really cool guy. So I hung out with him a lot. Um, Chanel, who does the uh, Growth in Reverse newsletter thing, I met her, and she was awesome to hang out with. Uh, Jay Klaus was there, and I, you know, interacted with him online. So there's like a ton of people, and it was really fun to connect with people like that. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention: so I always try to take notes at talks because in the past I've been really guilty of like listen to a talk, think that was amazing, and then get home and be like, what was that talk about again? Like I can't remember a single thing from it. And so I brought my, (laughs) the reason I'm mentioning this is I took notes in way too many different ways. So rather than like, oh, here's my notebook. And I took all my notes in that. No, I started out with my remarkable e-tablet and I did that for like the first two talks. And then my battery died. Apparently I'd forgotten to charge it. So then I switched from the remarkable to luckily I had my iPad mini with me. So I was like, oh, I'll just pull that out Mm -hmm. and then kind of do like visual notes and stuff on my Mm -hmm. iPad mini. Then the next day I forgot my iPad mini and so the remarkable was dead. So then I pulled out, I had like a field notes, like a reporter notebook, reporter's notebook. So it's like, here, it's like a tall, like skinny <laughs> reporter's notebook. So I pulled that out and I was using that for notes, but that was like super uncomfortable to use. So then after I did that for a couple of talks, then I switched to using my phone. I was like, <laughs> no. okay, I'll just use, I'll just use the notes app in my phone. Yeah, yeah. And then I went from that to a normal field notes, like a little, a little like pocket one that like fits in your pocket. It's like three by five or something. Then I think, oh, and I also used, they like provided a notebook that had a space for notes. So I also put notes in there. It was only, it was not even that long of a conference. There was probably like maybe eight talks and I somehow mm. used like, 
I don't know, maybe there's more than eight talks, but I somehow use like six different methods of recording my notes. Oh, no. I don't know. It's, and it's you're not going to look at any of them ever again. <laughs> well, hopefully because I used all the different devices, I'm going to stumble up upon them like one at a time. Like, oh, here's two talks that oh, yeah. randomly happen to be on this device. <laughs> more or opportunity this, uh, to unit. see something from some <laughs> yeah. medium. I'm, yeah. I'm just impressed you went to any of the talks. Like I, <laughs> I've learned this about myself over time, but I, I'm an introvert too and I really don't like going to conferences. I, I know it's a great opportunity to meet people and that's that would be the only reason I go because mm. I cannot sit through the talks. I'm the sort of person that will come in and I'll sit right at the back <laughs> and then if I'm not interested, I'll just get up and leave and that happens right. most of the time. Uh, and then also if I take notes, I find that I never come back to my notes. So I stop taking notes and I figure if it's important enough, I'll just remember it. So I'm very similar. Like I always like when I'm going into a talk, normally I'm thinking like, what's my escape? I need to be able to get out of here without creating a, <laughs> a commotion or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but one thing that was kind of interesting, the way, the way the venue is set up kind of didn't allow, like normally you have kind of like your main talk area. And then you have like the hallway outside of that where there's like, I don't know, like refreshments and stuff. And sometimes people are hanging out there. Mm -hmm. So I, a lot of times I like to attend like the hall track, which basically means like meeting people on the hall and hanging out there instead of going to the talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, this venue kind of didn't really allow for that because like there was sort of like a big seating area. And then in the back where there weren't chairs, that's where kind of the refreshments are. But it was all part of the same sort of building. So that wasn't really an option, but I did, I, I had a spot where I would sit and then pretty much every talk before the talk was up, I would get up and go over to like, I'm going to go stand over here, maybe refill coffee or something like that. So I was, if anyone was like looking like there's, there goes Jesse again. Cause I was just like the, probably the people with like their booths, cause they had the booths back oh, there yeah, too. Yeah. They yeah. probably said like, there goes that guy again, just wandering in between talks yeah. because you have I was to, like, right? you have to give still. people the opportunity to see you like if you just sit in one spot then they might miss you mm, mm. yeah i know what you mean about when you go in and you kind of have your escape plan and i also <laughs> never sit in the middle like oh never I have to sit no. on the edge mm -hmm. for that Same. very reason like yeah i'd I rather stand in the back i'd rather yes. just stand like yeah. if, if i can't find a seat oh that's on an edge then i'm just gonna stand <laughs> that's the yeah i am so the same like go in just be like just hanging out at the back, just standing for a few minutes and mm -hmm, then deciding mm -hmm. if I want to stay and half the time it's like, yeah, I don't even make it to sitting, sitting <laughs> down. <laughs> so like the talks were really, really good and okay. they're not up yet, but they did say that they're going to go on YouTube. So, which is great because there's definitely a few that I'm going to want to rewatch. Um, one in particular was uh, by Bonnie Christine, who I didn't know, I didn't know her stuff before. She... But she has like community and I'm trying to remember what she does. I think she does like floral patterns for like fabric or something like that. Like that's kind of her thing. But then she has like a whole like community around that where she like helps educate people with this. But her talk was really good. And one of the things she talked about was building like SOPs for your business, which is like standard operating procedure. So she showed one of the things she said was like calculating how much her, how much she was being paid an hour basically for her business. So she would calculate like how many hours am I putting into the business in a year and how much income did I make that year? And then figure out like, so what does that mean my hourly take home is? So she, when she started her business, it was like $9 an hour. 
And then a few years later, it was like $119 an hour. And then at that point, that's when she kind of had an aha moment of, if my time for the business is worth like $120 an hour, well, then why don't I hire people for less than that to do some of the stuff that I don't really love doing or that I'm not very good at doing? And so that was when she when she was at that like $120 an hour range, she was like hired some people that were like still well paid for like their position, but lower than that 120 an hour. And that was when the business kind of took off for her, like finding where she could focus on her zone of genius, you know, like focus on like, what are the things that only she can do that she's best at and is good at and loves doing and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of a big thing that I've been thinking about. Cause there's a lot of stuff that I like opportunity cost where I'm like, you know, like I stopped doing my other podcast, even though it was growing because it took a lot of my time and energy. Yep. But if I took some of my money and hired somebody, which sounds like obvious now, but if I hired somebody to take care of some of those other pieces of doing that podcast, it would make it just a lot easier to do. Because for example, like this podcast, like we have an editor who's taking care of all the stuff that's like a lot more work to do. So we just kind of show up and record and we're done. And, which is great, which makes it a lot easier to do this podcast. Yeah. And my other one is more work than that because it's like finding a new guest every time and scheduling mm -hmm. them. And so there's like a lot of that admin stuff. But I think that's kind of one of my big takeaways from the conference is just that I really need to figure out what all those things are that I'm doing that I don't realize I'm doing. And so I'm starting to kind of like keep a log of like, oh, I'm doing this every day or I'm doing this like once or twice a week and sort of like building up that list of like, what are all the things that I currently do? And then eventually when I have all those, I can figure out like, okay, where is a spot in here where I could hire someone like a digital assistant or something like that, that could take some of these off my plate and allow the time I'm putting into the business to be more effective, uh, especially because I have a full-time job. And so I have a limited amount of time I'm putting into kind of yeah. the side stuff. I definitely see this pattern with a lot of solopreneurs I've just seen it a lot recently on, on Twitter, actually, when people are saying, like, they just don't have enough time in the day. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is an opportunity cost as well. When you're doing lots of different projects like you, it's like um, it's definitely <laughs> right. taking time away from other things that could happen. I think the main thing that I, I is make, making, like, decisions really quickly. So if you decide to hire someone or try something or stop a project, uh, stopping it quickly is important as well. Yeah. That's the main thing for me. Like the speed of decision making is something I try and improve for myself. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't decide quickly, like it's taking it's taking away mental space, effort, thinking that I could be like again the opportunity costs. I could be putting that mental effort to something else. So it's not just a physical working on stuff. It's also like the mental headspace, like to focus mm -hmm. on something or mm -hmm. think or ruminate on something, <laughs> is taking away that headspace from something else. So I'm like, okay, just be done with it. You know, like. It's much easier said than done, but I always try and be like, okay, well, just think it through and then just make a decision quickly because if you don't, it, you're just going to keep thinking about it. Right. And the decision, there's no wrong decisions really. Like to me, a decision is a decision. It might not work out the way you want, but you still decided and you went down a path and you need to just play it out like and make another <laughs> decision if it's not working. But it doesn't mean it was the wrong decision before. It's still just a decision, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I feel like when I took a pause on doing the other podcast, ADHD nerds, which was doing really well, 
it was definitely the right decision for me at the time. Like I was facing burnout. I could feel it happening because there was so much of that admin work at the time, especially because I needed to focus on my book at the time. It was just like this thing, I gotta do the book, gotta do the book. And all my time is going to scheduling and editing this podcast. And so I definitely think it was the right decision. Like you said, I, it was looming. And then like, once I sort of like took that idea of like, could I put this podcast on pause? It was just like immediately like, yeah. So why not do that? Like that, it was just like immediate relief just from like that idea, just the concept of like putting Mm -hmm. on pause. So that was definitely the right decision at the time. And now I feel like I can reapproach that. Now, like the book is, uh, we were talking before the show that I have like my final, final deadline for mm-hmm. getting the book to my editor, which is, which I'm doing. So I've, I did a bunch of work on it today and it's basically ready to go. And this will be like the final, yeah, the final line editing for the book, which means I have more available like side project time coming up in my future. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, actually, I, like I haven't made the decision to for sure bring back ADHD nerds, but that's definitely one of the things I'm considering. And if I do that, I'm probably going to look into like, figure out my SOP, figure out what my standard operating procedure is for these things so that I can hand it off and someone else can handle it at least as well as I can, probably better because of the kind of tasks that I don't like, which means I'm not very good at them. Yeah, I think the, the the challenge is also when you do hire someone. I guess this goes full circle back to hiring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it you always kind of have to go backwards before you go forward. Like there's obviously time it takes for that person to to get up to speed, and I would say usually it's like three months mm-hmm. is a good time to really understand the role and feel comfortable in it. And obviously during that time, it's there's not a net positive. It's, it's always like a bit of a, I guess it starts like net negative because you're spending a lot of time, you know, getting someone up to speed and then slowly that becomes like neutral. And then ideally it becomes a net positive where they're actually making your life easier or adding to the team and contributing. But there's always that window where you're in a net negative, Mm -hmm. the danger. I mean, what's happened to us a few times is that we haven't been able to get out of that. You know, we haven't sort of turned it into a net positive and then, that's frustrating when it happens a few times. But I, I guess you just set the expectation for yourself that this is going to take a while. Because I, And I feel like just saying that aloud and really going, okay, just it's going to be like this for a while helps me a bit because otherwise I get a bit frustrated, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think because like my business isn't really like a clear business right now. It's just like a bunch of random side projects that all like some some are bringing in money, but it's not like a clear like you have, you know, you have Llama Life like that is your business. Yeah. Um, because of that, like my looking to hire like an assistant, like I'm likely not going to hire somebody like directly. I'm probably going to f- do one of those like assistant, like virtual assistant services that sort of like connects with oh. somebody. So I'll probably start with that. And which kind of like, hopefully the hope being that that frees me from all the extra stuff that I don't want to have to worry about yet. Um, there's obviously pros and cons with that, but it kind of allows me to test the water without it being like, oh, I'm dramatically affecting somebody's life if this doesn't work out. Or like, there's just like, there's just like all those extra things to think about when you're really hiring somebody. And yeah, there's obviously yeah. a lot of pros to that too. But for me, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like I want, I want to start just cause like, I have no idea what I'm doing. 
So I'm going to go to a service that has employees there that do really know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And hopefully I can learn through that process of what it would look like to eventually hire somebody. Because it would be cool. I would love, I love the idea of eventually being able to hire somebody like from my, you know, from my readers, some, like somebody that has ADHD and mm. like knows like this, the kind of stuff I do is more familiar with it. Like that would be ideal eventually, like someday to be able to kind of hire within. And I have, uh, I have a family member that does some like online influencer stuff in a totally different space. But she said that whenever that she wants to hire somebody, she hires from her audience and that's been really, really helpful for her. And so that's something someday I would love to get there. Right now, I think I'll probably end up using a service. Actually, yeah, for people listening, if anyone could recommend a service, I've looked at a few, but I'd love any recommendations if you have them and you can just at me on, I don't know, Twitter or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what I'm planning to do there. That So that's there's a whole bunch of other stuff also that was very exciting that it kind of took away from the conference. But that I think was the one that really like got me the most of like, I really need to do this because so much of managing what I'm doing with the side project stuff is just like managing my own energy. And the idea of being able to give some of this work away to somebody else, it's so easy to think of something that I hate doing and think like, oh, everybody's gonna hate doing this. But that's not true. Like somebody out there is going to love doing something that I don't enjoy doing. And so it's like a win, win, win sort of situation. Yeah, so that's sort of the biggest thing I'm hoping to do kind of in the next uh, month or so. That's actually probably a good time to break. Uh, we're right on just coming up to 30 minutes. What's the plan for next week? Yeah, so I am wrapping up the book, which I have a couple more days to submit that to my editor, and then that'll be, you know, done. <laughs> um, and I'll probably be spending some time working a little bit on that the app that I've talked about, but also working on, like, the book cover because I need to get that finalized as well. Mm -hmm. So it'll probably be a few few miscellaneous things like that just to kind of get them uh get them in order so we can keep moving toward hopefully in, in addition to like the hiring someone the other big thing i'm hoping to have sooner rather than later is uh figuring out when i can have a determined pre-order date so that when i know when the book is going to come out then i can like launch pre-orders and get a lot of stuff rolling for that so that's kind of the book cover is a big part of that. Like you yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. gotta finalize that cover. So that's what's going on for me. What about you? Well, we're gonna launch this emoji feature and we have a new person starting. He's a, a dev. Um, it's gonna help us work on the mobile app and other things as well. So we'll be onboarding him and yeah, that'll be my week really. Like there's a lot of, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of onboarding stuff to get familiar with. And um, I really feel like we're at an inflection point with Llama Life. Like we're kind of at this, I think we've sort of established the core product mm -hmm. and now it's about expanding to different platforms. So we're on web at the moment. We can keep adding things to the web app, but I think the thing that's really going to shift the business, like actually really drive the business forward is the, is the mobile app. And I've sort of been holding off on it for a while because we well, just don't have the bandwidth to do it. And also we've been getting feedback from the community about the web app and building the community and doing marketing, establishing the brand and all those other things that, re that a business requires. And um, I think we've got a lot of that in place now. So it's like, well, we should do the app now. It's time. And <laughs> it's the number one request yeah. we have. So of course, now yeah. we're getting someone, you know, additional on the team. So that will, will definitely help. And that's going to be his main, his main focus. So 
app is coming soon. If uh, any Llama Life community members listening to this, uh, the app is, we want to try and get it done this year. So um, yeah, I guess uh, watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Well, then I'll uh, see you next week. Yeah. See you then.